0: Love Talk Radio. You're listening to Music Woman Live with your host, Dr. Diva JC. Supported by Women in Jazz South Florida, www.wijsf.org. It sounds like
1: the doors to me. Oh, yes. <laughs>
0: Florida. It's been raining, it seems like, for a month. Anyway, we've had a hurricane and two hurricanes, and it's just raining, and it won't stop raining. We needed to stop raining. At any rate, I'm smiling because of that song you just heard called Hummingbird Blue Rondo, Alec Tur, which is... A Dave Brubeck song with a twist by my guest, Jackie Sutton. So I'm going to bring Jackie in. Of course, this show is underwritten by Women in Jazz, South Florida. Hi, Jackie. Hello, Joan. How are you? Well, I'm recuperating from a conference in Cincinnati, and I began teaching Mm -hmm. speech communication at a college, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 fine. I'm fine. And You're how is
1: smiling are you despite even, the rain, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how is Houston? Houston is warm and it's sunny and still recovering from Harvey. Uh, downtown is still off off grid. A lot of um a lot of the performing uh, the main performing arts center here, the Wortham. Uh, Center uh, is not going to be back online until May. They're hoping by May that they can get it. So, a lot of the presenters here, uh, the ballet, the symphony, the the opera, uh, are having to find alternate performance spaces. So, but the city is definitely uh, coming back.
0: Okay. Well, we can only wish for the best, of course.
1: Yeah. How many
0: yeah. Caribbean were hit badly,
2: and Terrible. in Mexico, yeah.
0: with earthquakes, I mean, the earth is mm-hmm. just cleansing itself, but mm-hmm. listen, Jack, mm-hmm. tell me, yes. how did you first
1: come to music as
0: a child?
1: Oh, you want me to go into the Wayback Machine, uh, mm-hmm. so I, somewhere around age eight, eight, I picked up the flute. And I played the flute until I was in middle school. So I learned how to read music pretty early. And the only reason that I'm not a flutist to this day, because I was pretty good at it, is that when I got to, I don't know, maybe like, not middle school, but more like, yeah, like eighth grade or something like that. I don't remember. But I lost it. I lost the flute. And I was afraid to report it because I thought I would get in trouble. And so I just completely dropped it. I never did any music through high school. I was actually a math and science major all through high school. Uh, and in college I was in the math and sciences uh, until like my last few years there and I changed over into an art, an art discipline, more like architectural interiors. Uh, and then it wasn't until I was 22 and I had graduated college and moved to the West Coast to figure out what I was about that I – found myself auditioning one of my roommates just said you i saw this advertisement for a vocal jazz ensemble uh and i just think you're a performer i think you're a singer even though i was not actively pursuing any of that at all uh and so he was a classical pianist and um i didn't know anything about that much about jazz really so i was pretty late coming to it and he prepared god bless the child for me uh but it was very classical and i did it we kind of found a key that kind of worked and so so this group was called jazz Mouse and it's run, it was run by molly Holm, who is still uh in the bay area uh to this day doing all kinds of amazing vocal jazz stuff uh and so i showed up at the audition i was the first one there and then i kept seeing these people streaming in and they would go into the audition room and they all sounded amazing <laughs> And I just was terrified to go in there. And so finally everybody was done, and Molly came out, and she poked her head out and said, okay, you're the last one. you got to come in here. <laughs> and so I came in, I did my audition, uh, and it, but it bombed completely because this amazing jazz player, Jennifer Clevenger, uh, was the accompanist. And she was doing all this beautiful intro stuff on the piano that I just I couldn't find my my first note couldn't find it I had three false starts and I just finally said uh you know what I'll do it a cappella and then I'll leave y'all alone and I did and I left and I never expected to hear from them never and like a week maybe it was two weeks I don't remember how much time passed, but Molly called me back, and she said, you're in the group, but you have to study,
2: <laughs> you know.
1: So my, my real music training didn't start until I was in my early 20s.
0: And so you studied music theory?
1: I studied voice, not so much theory. I mean, you kind of, you do have to know theory, um, Uh, Sum up, but everything. uh, I'm a very what they call a kinesthetic learner, so everything is in my body. So I just started studying. First, I started studying with Molly, uh, and then when I moved away from the Bay Area, I found voice teachers in Portland, Oregon. And when I left Portland, I moved to New York, and I found voice teachers in New York. And you know, I and I still study. I study right now uh, with a guy named John Barth. Um, But uh, so. And along the way, you know, I mean, I kind of learned how to pick out stuff on the piano. I'm actually now learning how to play the banjo. Um, But it was really more voice technique. Uh, I had so many uh, bad habits, and I don't know how they really formed, but in order just to get the kind of sound that's free and easy and that really expresses who I am. uh, Another... um, issue that came up along the way was that because I have a kind of a low speaking voice. So I would get miscast as an alto, but I'm really like a lyric soprano. So I was kind of singing a lot of stuff out of my range and wasn't really managing it well, technically. So when I finally figured out what my voice was and how to manage it, it became a lot easier to find what I like to do with my voice and what the limitations are. And, um, And because I had been like, uh, just kind of back up, you know, so I started off listening to jazz and like, this is in the early 80s, I'm studying and doing vocal jazz, which is very, you know, it's a lot of voices and I I tended to sing the inner voices. So there was a lot of really chunky, beautiful, thick chords. So I was used to doing a lot of harmony work. Um, And, you know, people like Bobby McFerrin and, you know, Linda Tillery and Martha Young, all those people were kind of... You know, and, and Tuck and Patty, those folks were all kind of teaming around in the jazz scene when I was there in the early 80s. And then when I moved to Oregon, I started listening to um, bluegrass music because I, I learned how to contra dance, which is kind of like square dancing, but you do it in a line pattern, so the calls are the same. You know, allemande, left, mm. do swing your partner, all that stuff. And I, they would have live musicians, and so I would hear mandolin, banjo, piano, upright bass. You know, uh, doing this really beautiful, wonderful Americana bluegrass folk music. And so I've been hearing both of these sounds kind of on parallel tracks for the last 25 years. And it wasn't until I moved to Houston, Texas, when I found the musicians who were open-minded enough to say, because I didn't want to choose one or the other, and I said, I want to blend these sounds. So the song that you open with, uh, uh, Hummingbird, Blue Rondo a la Turk, is actually a mashup of two songs. So there's Hummingbird by uh, a a writer named Boo Huridine. He's in the U.K. And uh, Blue Rondo a la Turk, which, you know, is Dave Brubeck's, you know, very famous song. And I combine that. That song is kind of like um, the epitome of the jazz, the frontier jazz sound that I have created, which mixes up jazz and bluegrass both instrumentally and vocally. Um, now, it's a do complete you write mashup. Your
0: own, do you write your own songs as well?
1: I do. In fact, um, I um, just got a grant from the Houston Arts Alliance to compose original Frontier Jazz songs. So I'm actually in composition mode right now. And I'm uh, debuting have a world premiere next March. March 16th through 17th here in Houston of a concert that I'm calling Uncross Talk, uh, and that will be um, a presentation of original um, frontier jazz songs. You know, really deepening the integration of the jazz and bluegrass um, those um, styles. Because uh, the first two CDs that we I produced and they're all they're self-produced, I produced them with covers because I wanted people to hear God Bless the Child as a mashup, you know, hearing banjo predominant in it and hearing me yodel through parts of it, but also have it be a jazz tune or take a Dolly Parton song like Endless Stream of Tears. And it sounds predominantly bluegrass, but I have jazz harmonies in it. And I have a bunch of songs in between where I've, you know, to varying degrees, you'll hear more bluegrass or you hear more jazz, or you hear like, like Hummingbird, Blue Ronda, Alla Turk. It's, everything. It's all of that, you know, kind of like, and, but they, it works. I mean, like it's uh, it sounds, uh, I've had a reviewer say, um, on paper, this sounds very curious, but when you hear it, it makes complete sense, uh, which was quite a compliment, uh, because it does, you know, there are two American art forms, jazz and bluegrass. They're both American sounds. And I wanted to find a way to combine them uh, because I love both of them. Yeah. Well, it's definitely
0: Different, and I would encourage everyone to go to your YouTube channel and watch your videos because it's different now what would be uh your advice for a young woman coming into the music industry
1: um, well, I would say that someone who is younger is probably going to have an easier time, I think than I did like I into this universe as a middle-aged african-american woman uh and and i'm doing this thing where i'm creating a super niche right like jazz is a niche bluegrass is a niche and i put them together and i created a super niche you know so i had to produce that on my own no label here, you know seeing my demographic was going to like say hey i'll give you some money to produce that sound um so for someone who's younger, I think your ch- your chances are better. I think the other thing that really um, will help uh, women, as far as because what I do is I I'm, I love so many different styles of music that I don't I don't really like to limit it so much. Um, that because young people are listening to so many different kinds of music, that um, I would say that trust whatever sounds you gravitate to you find yourself creating your own genre, go for it because there is and there will be an audience for it. I've created an audience for this sub-genre called jazz bluegrass, um, and even at an older age. Um, there, people are so open to hearing different, even, even at least the younger generation is so open to hearing so many different types of sounds that just trust what works for you, trust what you really gravitate to, uh, and just don't let go of it. Um, it is because of the digital nature of music now, you will have to do more of your own marketing. You may even have to self-produce until you can find a label. I'm still self-producing, uh, but I find it very rewarding. Um, but I wouldn't give up on anything, if you spe- especially if it just won't leave you alone. Like I have days where music will not let me sleep sometimes. It is part of who I am. And as long as you have that in you, you know that you have to keep honoring it and just find, find mentors, find, you know, build your audience, keep that support and love your audience. Keep showing them that love so that they will stay connected with you.
0: Okay. So are you doing any performance coming up?
1: I am staying local to Houston right now because um, right now I'm in complete composition mode and we're going to be going into rehearsals uh, at the end of next month and we're going to be in rehearsal until March. Uh, After March is when I would like to hit the road and share this new music uh, with the rest of the world. And I'm still in the process of trying to get bookings for that. We will have two, what I'm calling sneak peek preview concerts here in Houston. Uh, And they will be about a half hour long, just like showing, hey, here's what you can expect in this concert that we're going to have in March. Um, And then, you know, like a half hour and then do a Q&A afterwards to talk about the concert, uh, the premise of, because it's it's meant to be a very immersive uh, concert where I have overhead, like projected images that kind of reflect the urban and the rural, the jazz and the bluegrass. And I'm interviewing music historians and musicians who represent those two genres, and their voices will kind of come through as part of the presentation in between the songs. So it's meant to be very, very theatrical. So I'll have like a talk back and, you know, discussing what the the format of the concert is. So I'm staying very local, so I'm not going to be on the road much. I tend to uh, be between here in New Orleans and California when we do gig, but I am trying to branch out more for sure.
0: Okay, give us your website.
1: Okay, it's JackieSutton.com, and that's spelled J-A-C-Q-U-I-S, like Samantha, U-T-T-O-N.com. And you can access the... uh, uh, mm -hmm.
0: Tell me a little bit about the musicians that you work with.
1: Oh, they're amazing. Okay, so um, I work with... Uh, Henry, Henry Dara is the very first Frontier. I call it the Frontier Jazz Orchestra because it's a mini. It's a pretty fat sound even for six or eight people, musicians. So Henry Dara is my pianist. He's amazing, uh, and he also doubles on trombone. I have Paul Chester, who is a, my banjoist and my guitarist. So he trades off and on, depending on the song, on banjo or guitar. I have Anthony Sapp on the bass. He plays upright and electric. I have two cellists. Uh, for this big concert next year, I'll have two cellos and two trumpets. So I work with Max Dyer, who plays for the Houston Ballet. Uh, so all my musicians are just the, the best of, that Houston has to offer. Uh, also Patrick Moore on, on cello as well. So I'm going to have kind of like a rhythm cello and a solo cello or lead cello. Like I'm really doing some um, interesting things with that. Uh, and I have two two trumpeters. Um Eddie Lewis, and the great Dennis Dotson. Um, he played with the Woody Herman big band back in the day, and, and Dennis is just an amazing trumpeter. Uh, I have uh, Ilya Janos on percussion. And I may be bringing in a drummer to this too for the new music because uh, I'm kind of bumping it up a little bit and trying to like really get some exit velocity, as they say, to try to get this, you know, a, a more act, in a more accessible format. Uh, so I may be bringing drums too, but I don't have that locked down yet. So that's a pretty big crew, uh, and we've been together since 2010, uh, and we've developed kind of like a shorthand when we're uh, in rehearsal and on set. And it's a they're a great group. There's no divas. There's no, nobody's Yeah, you know, everybody's just happy to be playing music, and they like that it's very different from their usual jazz gigs.
0: Well, have you ever worked with any female musicians?
1: Yes, uh Erin Wright, Erin Fisher Wright is a bass player here uh, in Houston. Uh and I had been pursuing her for this, but her she has her own thing and she was not like when it to to be in the Frontier Jazz Orchestra, it's a very uh it's a it's it's a commitment uh rehearsal-wise uh and for the travel. So it just has to the, the it just turned out that all of the people who could meet the requirements just from a scheduling perspective were male. So, but I'm the, the band leader so I guess that at least puts a woman out front. <laughs> you know. Uh always exactly. looking, uh but we don't Yeah, you know. Uh always looking. Uh, but we we've been working together. We we really get along so well that you know, in fact, I'm looking at a new at a drummer, and it's like it's really it's it's like bringing a new person into the family, you know, and you got to make sure that that the personalities will mesh and that the 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 skill level is there and all that. Okay,
0: well, we only have about two more minutes to talk. Oh my goodness! I play okay. better than anything. Who is the composer yeah. of Better Than Anything?
1: Oh, my gosh, I don't. It's from back in the better than sailing at midnight. Uh, I can't remember. I'm so sad. But it is a, it is a traditional or it's a, it's what you would think of as a, a traditional jazz wall. Well, Al Gero so did that song. Al did He's, A lot of people have performed it. In fact, the first time I heard this song was when Patty, Tuck and Patty were playing it in the Bay Area. And I just fell in love with it. Uh, that I had to, I felt like I wanted to perform it at some point, and so I was really glad that I could do it for this second CD. Um, I'm, it's killing me now that I can't remember the, <laughs> who the author is, but it's just, it goes back quite a ways. It goes back a, a long ways. Um, I think it could but be it's, like
0: Ben Sidrin or Michael Frank, someone like that, I'm not sure. We should look that hmm. up.
1: I'm I'm doing that right now. Out of the country? Mm -hmm. I never have. I've been looking for opportunities to do that. Um, But I I don't, um, I've never gotten the sponsor because it's quite expensive. Um, Yeah, it's quite expensive. Especially
0: to take your van with you. It's not so hard just for you to go. But, you know, your brand of music needs your band. Yeah. Well, It listen, really does. I want to have yeah. the full time to play your last sure. song. I welcome okay. you to Women in Jazz South Florida and encourage Thank you to you. stay in touch. Okay?
1: Okay. I just found the writers for Better Than Anything. It's Bill Lowborough and Dave Wheat. Great. So I just pulled up the license. Yeah. Okay, we're going to listen. Anyway, thank you for inviting me.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's stay in touch now. We sure will. Okay, this is Jackie Sutton, Better Than Anything.
2: midnight, better than diving for pearls, better than skiing at Aspen, better than feeding the squirrels, better than finding a horseshoe, better than losing your head, better than anything thought of, better than anything said, better than singing right out loud or being spotted in a crowd, better than anything except being in love. Better than four sets of Disney, better than Count Basie's band, better than Rollins and Coltrane, better than being on the stand, better than Ella Fitzgerald, better than Miles' latest news, Bill Evans ballads and Joe Williams blues, better than hearing Lady Day or checking in at Monterey, better than anything except being in. and clicking the switch better than movies late at night or watching Emil Griffith fight, height better than Shot from cannons and fresh ears of corn. Better than balancing on wire or watching tigers leap through fire. Better than anything except being in love.
0: Listening to Music Woman Live with your host Dr. Diva J. C. Supported by Women in Jazz South Florida www.wijsf.org